Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. And as many of you know, we've been in a vision series and it's been really, really impactful for me personally and I know many of us. And that resumes again next week. But I I wanted to just pick up on something from some of the verses that we've been looking at in our vision series uh, because I believe that it's really important for us to get a hold of. So if you've got your Bible, turn to Isaiah 54, um, chapter 54. For some of you, this will not be a new passage of Scripture because we've been looking at it. If I could have a little bit more in the fallback, that'd be amazing. Partly because I need it and partly... When pastor said it, I just feel like that sounds so cool. So I want to do the same thing. It's like, it's a little bit more. That's awesome. Um, but I actually do want some, Dave. Okay, so just to be clear. Isaiah 54 verse 1 says this, Sing, barren woman. Everybody sing. Beautiful. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy. Awesome. Um, is it that you who are never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the approach of your widowhood. Father, I want to thank you that You have something for each one of us in this place. And we just open ourselves up to you in this moment, knowing that you've gone ahead, Lord God, and you desperately want to meet with people here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Some powerful, active language in this passage of Scripture that we've been looking at and we will continue to look at. This whole idea of enlarging, of strengthening, of not holding back, of stretching, of expansion, of the work of preparation. It talks about nations and cities. And at Vision Sunday, we had a visual presentation of what this looked like. I think we've got an image of this stretching and it's like hard work. Who was here for that? This whole idea of tension and preparation. And Pastor Malcolm has been ministering to us saying, this tent in Isaiah is a little bit like us as a community. We're in a temporary place. We're on our way somewhere and this venue of KMC is calling something out of us. He says that God can pull permanent things out of temporary spaces and this whole idea of us being here that it's a bit of a setup, that it's, it's stretching us, that it's, it's pulling something out of us and it's not just for where we are but for where we're going and it's hard work and this is physical preparation and it's tough and it's amazing and it's got loads of potential and loads of challenges and, and, and I've been in it and I've been encouraged and then as I came to speak today I I felt to go back to the first bit of these verses where it says, sing. Sing. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child. I I want to talk to you about singing today. I want to talk to you about singing today. Uh, Because I believe 
that the Spirit of God wants to emphasize the importance and significance of singing in this season. The importance of letting out a song in this season. I want to put forward to us that God is saying that sing, the singing aspect of these verses are as important as the stretching. That I believe that filling the air with song, as it says in the message translation, fill the air with song is as important as lengthening your chords. Songs represent hope. They represent joy. They represent praise. They represent expectation. They represent our heart's affection. And I've come to say tonight, I've come for your song tonight. I've come for a song that's inside of you that you're supposed to sing in this season. I've come to us for a song that's on the inside of you. And let me back up because just a bit of context on the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was written thousands of years ago and God uses his prophet called Isaiah to speak on behalf of God to his people, the Israelites, his people. But his people are being disobedient. They're not following his ways. They, they're turning aside to idols. And the the book of Isaiah is, is one part of it is saying, you need to turn back to God, otherwise there'll be consequences. And so the prophet Isaiah through these poetic languages is saying, turn back to God, otherwise things are gonna happen that you don't wanna happen. If you don't turn back to God, then you're gonna go into exile. And these nations that you're trying to get pally with because they think, you think that it will secure political power will eventually turn against you. But it's also a, a book of hope where it says, even if you do mess up, God's got a plan and he starts giving some hints about Jesus and talks about a Messiah that's gonna come and a son that will be broken and beaten and a servant that will be like bruised, but that will be the person that God uses to bring light to the whole world. See, God's plan with, with his people was always to be a representative to the whole of the world. Gentiles, it's called in the Old Testament. So this is the context, but I say that not just to give you a little bit of background, but you need to understand something. In Isaiah 54, it's kind of split into two parts, chapters 1 to 39 and then 40 onwards. In chapter 54, the people of God had disobeyed and were in exile. They had, they had not listened to Isaiah's words and they found themselves in captivity. So when God says to Israel, sing, O barren woman, that's a picture of Israel because Israel had not produced what God had asked them to produce. God had asked them to do something. God had asked them to be believed, to be obedient because He wanted to do something through them and they were like a barren woman because they hadn't produced. And this is what I felt to say to some people here today, that God spoke to these people in the state of their shame and told them to sing from that place. He names the fact that they've not come up short. They've come up short, sorry. He names the fact that, hey, Israel, this is where you are right now, but I don't want you to stay there. What do you do when God asks you to sing, not from where you want to be, but from where you are? What do you do when God names the thing that you're ashamed of, brings it into the light and says, I want you to start singing. You see, I think shame is so prevalent in our society. I want to say, everyone can say more than ever before, but I honestly think more than ever before. 
when you've got a constant view of how you're supposed to be living, and you, back in my day, it used to be the adverts and used to be films, but now, even some of our friends, it's like, I was at that party. Their hair always looks amazing. What is, um, that's not something that I find, but personally, but. And so this sense of not being enough, this sense of all, I could do all of these things and this sense of shame, or maybe some of us, many of us, are caught in habits that we can't break out of and we feel and we know we should be producing. What do you do, church, when the environment around you keeps on telling you you didn't do the right thing? <laughs> what do you do when your habits and your circumstances and your situations remind you that you didn't make the right choices? <laughs> God says into that situation, I want you to sing. Not based upon what you've done, but based upon what I've already done for you. You're going to end up more, you're going to end up with far more than the desolate woman. You're going to end up with far more, not based upon you, but based upon how good I am. I was watching a TV program and it, it was talking about how you read facial recognition and all the kind of facial behaviors and how you can tell if someone's lying or not. And it was very interesting. And they showed different photos of people who had been caught out, people who were ashamed people who had been caught in things they shouldn't be doing and they analysed the facial composition of their face and pointed out what shame looks like. Some of us are living like that. Shame has got a look. Shame has got a countenance to it. Shame has got a posture to it. And I don't believe God wants us to crack on with the work of stretching and lengthening and just getting on with the work without dealing with some of this stuff first. He doesn't want us just to be about the work of God. He wants us to be joyful in what we're supposed to be doing and knowing that we're in right standing with God. What I love about Numbers, in the book of Numbers, the, the priests were given this blessing and it says this, and it talks about the Lord's face shining upon your face, about His countenance onto your countenance. I believe that God wants to do something in your countenance tonight. Maybe you're here tonight and you believe, want to believe that God has great things. And I was so, I'm so mindful. I was telling some of the team, I'm so mindful. For some of you, this is the last message that you wanted to hear tonight about being joyful and about singing. And you're like, no, anything but this. Talk about tithing. I don't care, bro, just not this. And I emphasize with you because some of you right now, you're singing songs, but in your heart, you're not singing. You're not singing, not really. And you're going through the motions and you hear, but something's happened in your heart. And maybe you've been working really hard, but God wants to do something in your heart tonight. He wants to do something in your heart tonight. The Bible goes in Isaiah to spell out and wants to deal with shame really specifically. Let's just have a look at verse four of Isaiah 54. It says, do not be afraid. Watch this, Don't, I'm saying this tonight, 31st of March, 2019. You will not be put to shame. It's almost like God has to highlight this because the people of Israel are saying, hearing this word, sing, come on, get excited. And maybe Israel are like, they've got that look of shame, like, oh, how, how can we sing? We've got it wrong so many times. We're in captivity. It has, and God deals with it line by line. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear what? Disgrace. What's he say? You will not be humiliated. All shame words. You'll forget the shame 
of your youth. God knew before, and I, I, I honestly believe that the way the Bible was written was written for a reason. I believe the reason God starts with singing is because that was to deal with their shame and to get joy in their hearts before they can get onto the work. And maybe for that, for some of us, we need to recover the joy. I snuck into Heart Women where Pastor Nett was preaching and she said this line which got me in my spirit. She said this, I'm a midwife tonight helping you to give birth to your destiny. Woof. That's a level up. That's a level up. Come on now. <laughs> Pastor Malcolm's like, that's my baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome. I, I, Gideon, I don't know if you can help me. Um, I, I feel like I, if I wasn't doing um, my job of, of preaching, I don't think, I, I, or, and, and leading and being part of church, I, I don't think I could do many things well. But I think one thing I could do well if I wasn't doing this career is to be a hype man. Now, for those of you who don't understand what a hype man is, um, this is my good friend, um, Drizzy Drake. He allowed me to use this photo. Now, we all know Drake. Anyone heard of Drake? We might not know my guy over here, okay? Now, for those of you who are uneducated in the realm of hype man, Mrs. Newcomb, I know you are, clearly, but for everybody else, there's a singer, there's a rapper, there's an artist, and they're really talented. And then there's this other person, and that person is singing the song, but the hype man's job is just to echo, give emphasis to their, what they're singing. To kind of like bring strength and energy to the singer and say, yeah, okay? So they're here to bring the energy to hide the crowd. So Gideon, let's, never let me down, a banger. Come to the front. So you're the star. We all know Gideon's the star, right? So you start singing. You won't let, ooh. Oh, I like that. See, that's a proper star right there. Hey, bro, I need the... <laughs> Okay, okay. You won't let me down. Down! You won't let me go. Go! All I need hands up, hands up, hands up! You won't let me down. Down! You won't let me go. For the front to the back, for the front to the back! All I need, all I need is you. Hey! You won't let me down. You won't let me. You won't let me go. Down, down, come on! All I need, all I need is you. I know you never let me down. I know you never let me. I know you Two, never let me do. One, two, three, go! <laughs> Give it up for, give it up for Gideon. <laughs> I can do that job, man. I could do that all day. I could be a hype man. You saw the energy went up there. Did you feel the energy rise because of the hype man? <laughs> I'm just trying not to look at my mother-in-law right now. It's like, why did I say yes to you, Mario, my, my precious daughter? What the, what's going on? But genuinely, that's what I feel on mission tonight. Is that the Holy Spirit has got a song inside of you. And, and I'm here to kind of go, come on, sing it. Don't hold back. You're not going to be afraid. You're not going to be disappointed. Let it out. I know, you've been, I know you've been intimidated. I know you've messed up in the past. But you are meant to sing your praise to God. Your face is supposed to be radiant. Joy is supposed to be on your heart. You've got a song song to sing and I'll be a hype man if needed you know what's been really interesting looking this whole idea of singing I didn't I knew it but just researching it let me say this singing you can write this down is super spiritual <laughs> it really really is in studying I read that there's around 400 references to singing and 50 direct commands to sing and I'm going to go through each and every one of those tonight. Well, I'm not going to do that. 
But let me just give you two. Colossians 3 verse 16 says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another. What a great word. Encouraging one another. In all wisdom, all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And Paul writes to the church in Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 and says, don't be drinking wine, hello, because that will ruin your life. Instead, what? Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. I want to say as a believer, this singing should be part of our everyday life. This whole act of singing. And we could do a whole Bible study on this. Honestly, when I dove into this, I was like, we could spend a long time here. The significance of singing, the significance of lifting up praise to God, that it's so essential to our walk with God. But I want to say this in the terms of the context we're talking about. If you write to notes, you can write this. Speak, singing speaks of hope. Singing speaks of hope, of joy and expectation. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13 says this, and now three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. We are meant to be people who carry hope expectation. And when I'm talking about singing, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having an expectation of good in God. You're in a temporary space. You've not seen what God wants to come to pass yet. And you're carrying shame from your past. Who knows when you're in that state, it's easy to get your eyes on yourself or the task and you can miss the whole point. And God wants to come to us tonight and say it's time to sing because singing speaks of expectation and hope. God wants to restore hope. It is essential. Hope is absolutely essential and singing fuels hope. Singing breathes life on hope and it's so powerful. Singing is linked to joy. And I want to say to you, I want to say to us, don't keep joy on the shelf until the promise is fulfilled. If you're making notes, write this down. Joy has got a job to do. Joy has got a job to do. The Bible says, sing, be expectant before you see it in the state where you are right now because there's something about hope in this season when it's hard work, when it's stretching and it's demanding that God wants our joy to be up. In Nehemiah 8 verse 10, it says, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy has a job to do. It's supposed to be strengthened in this season. Claire, if you could just pass me that, that'd be amazing. Or Tando, awesome. Let's just imagine this is joy. Let's not keep joy on the shelf, I'll sing when the promise comes to pass. I'll sing, no, no, joy's got a job to do right now. We need joy in the stretching. We need joy in the tension. We need joy in the expectation about what God's going to do. Romans 15 verse 13, I love this verse. It says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. Psalm 69 verse 30 says this, I will praise the name of God 
with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. What are we magnifying in this season? That's why singing is so crucial because we choose what we're gonna focus on. We choose what we're gonna elevate. We choose what we're gonna lift up. We choose what we're gonna magnify. No, no, I know it's hard. I know this season's tough, but I'm gonna magnify God because he's good. I was thinking about our precious young people. One of the things I used to love when I was involved in youth is youth. In youth there, I've got this expectation, this hope, this, they're not cynical. They're like, we're going to change the world. I love it. One of the things I'm burdened about, I was chatting to T just briefly, because I feel like for some teenagers here, and I want to, I see the devil has got a tactic because the the expectation and the hope that the youth bring into the church and bring to our world is so key that the enemy's targeted that. And we see so many teenagers and young adults and it affects all ages. But let me speak to the, the younger end where anxiety and depression and a lack of hope, a lack of hope. Wow, when a young person hasn't got hope for the future. And maybe you feel like that tonight and immediately you feel that shame come upon you. And God's like, you don't have to be ashamed. You need to exchange your shame for a song because I've got you. You don't have to be downcast. This is not to make you feel bad. This is because God has got something for you tonight. And it's easy to throw things out like this, but I'm honestly believing that there's going to be an exchange as you begin to sing that some of that shame is going to lift off you. The stigma of what you're feeling, the stigma of feeling like I should be excited, but I'm not. You, you don't have to. All you need to do is focus on God and His presence. And believe that's your, that's your bit to do. To sing. To sing. Banking. Join me. Because we're going to put this into practice in a few moments. I want to say there is a song for your situation. There is a song for our situation. Our situation as a, as a church, and I want to say to Joe and the worship team, this is a season for songs. But I want to say to you in your personal life, this is a season for songs. This is not just about working hard and toiling. No, this is a season for singing, singing while we're working, rejoicing while we're working. I'm so privileged to stand on this stage because of whose guests are standing here most Sundays. I text Pastor Mark, I'm like going, I know I always say I appreciate what you bring, but I really appreciate what you bring each week. And I'm so super honoured, but I'm also super honoured because I know what it takes to build this stage week in, week out. Those flowers in the toilets don't put themselves out. Kids aren't taught by themselves. Section passes don't just, it all creates work. But I want to say to us, this is a season for singing in our situation. This is a season for joy in our situation. This is a season to be expecting that God's going to do amazing things. This, the work's not about the work. The work's about what it's producing and who's coming, about what God's going to do. So we're going to not wait until we see the promise. We've got joy. We know we're going to sing right now. We're singing while we're setting up the stage. We're singing on the way to coming to KMC. We're singing on the way to work. We're singing on the way to school. We're having joy. Oh, I know it's hard. I know it's tough, but I believe that we should be singing. Psalm 40 verse 3 says this, He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Watch this. Many will see what He has done and be amazed. Leave that up there for me, please. 
He has given a new song to sing. I believe in our situation, in this year, as we are pressing into this vision and putting our arms to the plough, that there's a song for this season. <laughs> there's joy in this season. There's an expectation in this season that will rise up, not when it's finished, but right in the middle of it. And as that happens, many will see why it's going to be amazed. There's a song in this situation. And what's that look like practically? I, I believe for many of us, it means coming on a Sunday and engaging in worship like our future depended on it. About using that first song, not as a warm-up, but it's not, I've come to praise God. I will sing in the state that I'm in. I will sing no matter how I feel. I know my circumstances may dictate something else, but I'm gonna sing in this season. Coming ready to praise, making a decision. This is this time to sing. It means looking at our playlist and what we're listening to in the week. And, you know, I, I did a study tando about psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. You know, when you, as, a, as a preacher, you know, I'm going to look into this. That's going to be some. What's the difference? Why did Paul like? You know, you know, one of those ones. Do you know what I found, Tando? Really, Paul just lists different types of songs. I thought there was something super spiritual about the song. It's not talking about the necessarily just the Bible. Psalms is a word for songs. Just link to that. When we say hymns, it doesn't mean like old hymns back in the day. It just means lyrical songs and spiritual songs. What's Paul saying? I don't care what kind of songs you, you're singing. I don't care what style you like. As long as it's glorifying God, sing it. I want to say to us, for some of us, it's in this season. Listen to your Drake clean version obviously but maybe in this season it's time to prioritise some psalms some hymns some spiritual songs maybe for some of you maybe your version of a psalm is going back to that song that when you was at youth camp or when you was in that service it just does it for you and there's certain songs in certain seasons that I will play I want to say to death but to life you know this is about being intentional there are songs for seasons and Pastor Malcolm said this on the last Sunday in 2018. I've written this down verbatim. He says, about this time next year, you're going to have a testimony of breakthrough. And there is going to be evidence along the way that God is moving. It's not going to be that much of a surprise. It's going to be clear. It's going to be clear. You're not going to be disappointed. This is my bit now, sorry. You're not going to be disappointed. You're not going to be left short. Sally Abel, what would you dare to believe if you knew that it was, you weren't going to come up short? If you knew, what would you put out on the line? What would you start declaring? What kind of song would you sing if you knew that it was going to happen? That's the kind of expectancy that God wants us to have. It's going to be clear. We're going to see it. People are going to notice that you're in a different place. You're in a new place. The old is gone and the new has come. You're carrying the fulfillment of a promise. Let me just break it down for you. Maybe for you, you're thinking about exams, you're thinking about results and maybe you need to see and God has gone ahead. He's the way maker. That's your song for the season. May I heard this song from Hillsong United called In The Fire. And it has this lyric that says, I'll count the joy come every battle because I know that's where you'll be. Listen to that for the first time today. I was like, wow. Maybe for some of you it's Echo which we've, has echoed. We've sang that quite a few times now, but. It says, when my mind's not good enough, when my mind tells me I'm not good enough, 
when my mind tells me I'm not good enough. When my mind says I'm not good enough, you're enough for me. For some of us, we need to listen to Echo on repeat because that's where you're at. You try and make a step forward in your mind saying, what do we do? We sing with expectation. When my mind says, ah, not again. This is so hard. I'm not giving up. Ah, you're in the... Singing is super spiritual. We're going to sing together in a few moments. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.